Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, great job by Austin right there on Sounds of the Week, brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus nobody beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. We are live today at the warehouse, hanging out with Tom and the gang. Come see us, 1967 South, 300 West. We have some jazz gear for you, not to mention the lowest prices in town. You've got to stop by and see it. Uh, Britt, let's talk a little bit about Donovan Mitchell. He's with Team USA right now, getting ready for uh, the FIBA World Cup. Uh, very, very good chance that he makes the team. In fact, I'd, I'd pert near guarantee it. They need guards. They've had guards drop out, and I think uh, Donovan actually not only is going to make the team, I think he's going to be somewhat of a leader uh, on this team. But uh, you you uh, checked out the dunk from Kemba Walker the other yep. day, the, the feed from Kemba. I mean, Donovan, Donovan looks healthy. Yeah, he looks great. But what do you think about the idea of him not only going to this camp but, uh, but uh, participating with Team USA? First of all, I, I just think it's awesome. I think Jazz fans are thrilled and, and slurping up the attention one of our players are, is getting. Right? Think of, when was the last time the Jazz got this kind of attention nationally? You know, Darren Williams maybe playing USA, right? With, along with Booze, Carmelo, Boozer. Booze played USA, yeah. But I think fans, I mean, look, you, you look at ESPN's front page and it's Donovan with Coach Popovich. So, so for that aspect, I think it's fun. I think it's fun for everybody to see one of our own here that, that puts on a Jazz uniform um, that's going to probably be one of the better players. You had said something, and, and I, and I kind of tend to agree with you. You know, he's young. He should be playing all those games. For whatever reason, the thought process has snuck into my mind for the last four years that these guys are playing too much. From AAU ball to college to now, they're playing too much, and we're seeing the injuries, seeing the freak injuries, right? And I hate to even talk about that right now, and I know all those people that feel like I, it's, it's a jinx thing. They're probably changing the channel. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying tiredness-wise. You want Donovan coming in here – Full, full steam ahead, especially with all these moves that have happened. And, and I find myself not being worried about that. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Yep. In the past, I thought, God, Darren, playing all – because I remember – and a lot of this has to do with personalities. I remember being on the Orlando Magic when Tracy McGrady walked into training camp and had just gotten done playing with the USA team, and he looked exhausted. And he talked about being exhausted. He and I had a little moment where we caught up. We hadn't seen each other since we played in our high school games together, and, and we had a little moment where we caught up, and he just said, man, I'm tired. And it was like, man, I'm, I feel like I'm ready to shoot out of a rocket right now because I was trying to make the team. Right. And, uh, you know, I was drinking 30 Red Bulls right before practice to, to get fired up and defend somebody. Not really that many, but I did drink some. Um, I, I just – maybe that's in my mind. Maybe that, that, that's kind of clouding my thought about Donovan. But I think Donovan's personality and makeup is entirely different than T-Max, right? Uh, he just seems to be the guy that wants to be a gym rat. Loves being in the gym, loves just going 100%. He's a jumper, and he likes to dunk, and he's a shorter guy, so you kind of hope he saves as many of those those dunking, jumping moments as he can in a jazz uniform. But that being said, 
I kind of gave both sides of the scale there, Jake. I, I would tip towards this is a good thing for him. So uh, let me give you my thoughts because I, I think it's absolutely a good thing for him. Do you remember how old T-Mac was? when? Uh... So that was my rookie, and I had just played my four years in college, two years on a mission. So I was about 24, and we were the same age. He was about 24. 24? Okay. Yeah. I, I just think... Um, How old at, Donovan? At, uh, he's probably somewhere in 23, 22. Yeah. Uh, so he's probably somewhere in the, the age range. Right. I mean, he's a young guy. I I get that you want to manage, you know, the stress that they put on their body, right? Right. And I know that injuries uh, are in the back of everybody's mind, but a lot of that you just can't really help. I don't know if you – did you read Kevin Durant's comments about the, the Golden State's um, Where the, they the headlined, Warriors. it wasn't the Warriors' fault. It wasn't the Warriors' fault. He said he wanted to play, and sometimes when you're playing basketball, stuff happens. And, yeah. and I and, and I believe that. I mean, you can you can train and you can do some things to put yourself in the best position possible, but sometimes it just comes to, it, it it just comes down to uh, to luck. Uh, let's let's get back to this here in a second. Austin uh, is in our ear saying we've got a little breaking BYU basketball news. What's going on, Austin? Yeah, it's bad news. Unfortunately, NCAA oh. has suspended Yoli Childs. For the first nine games of the 1920 season, after review of the NCAA agent draft rules and a reinstatement request, the NCAA reinstated Yoli Childs with a nine-game suspension. It was determined he was not in compliance with those new rules. Hmm. All right. I, I'm just searching through. I've got. Uh, I've got the statement here. Says after a review of the NCAA agent draft rules and a reinstatement, uh, Austin just read that part. Uh, it goes on following 2018 2019 season, Childs declared for the 2019 NBA draft and signed with an agent. Uh, as of the end of the 2018 19 season, student athletes with remaining eligibility are permitted by the NCAA to sign with an agent and maintain their remaining eligibility while they explore their options. Agents are permitted to cover certain expenses for their clients during that time. The NCAA determined that child signing with an agent was impermissible due to the fact that he signed before filing paperwork were requi- uh, required by the NCAA. In discussing a possible return with the new coaching staff, it became apparent there were some misunderstandings with the new rules. Uh, so there you go. Um, That's too bad. It sounds like it sounds like almost like a, a, a just kind of a snafu kind of thing. So. Yeah. Uh, and this is a new world of you're able to test the waters and hire an agent while you're doing so. So hey, uh, that's that's too bad. But that, that I mean, it's bad. better than being ruled ineligible, right? Uh, absolutely. Hey, uh, I know uh, Yoli have bumped into him several times. And um, you know what? NCAA can be frustrating. It's kind of dumb, right, that they, that they had to go through that. But I agree with what you just said. could be way worse. Yeah, nine I, games, I think, they'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be just fine. And that, that obviously, I don't even think goes into uh, uh, season. He'll or, be or, back or by conference, conference play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if he'll be around for the Utah game. That'll be interesting. But anyway, you know what? They're doing good things down there. Uh, I obviously love the coaching staff because one of my closest friends is on there. And uh, hope them the hope the best for them, except when they play the Utes. How is our boy Burgess doing down there? He's good. In fact, he's just texting me right now. I asked him about this, and... And uh, he said, you know, he did the right thing. Frustrating to go through this with the NCAA, but he said he did the right thing. So I think that they uh, are ready to just move on, and I, I think he's liking it. They had a few, and you probably saw in the news, bad moment with the recruiting, right? The oh, yeah. Broke his hand, really unfortunate. 
I called him right after that happened. He just says they just felt horrible. I mean, they were just oh, sick. Sure. They were sick inside about it. But, you know, it's a broken finger or two fingers. And, and uh, unfortunate for the player, the kid, Madi, who's uh, playing down at uh, Wasatch Academy. But I think he's going to have a, a good recovery. So there you go. Yoli Child suspended uh, for nine games. But as Britton said, we'll be back before conference play. I expect big things out of him. Uh, so you were talking about Donovan. Back to the national team and yeah. Donovan participating. Um, I think I think the risk of getting injured is outweighed by Donovan, and here's where I agree with you on the personality standpoint. He's so much of a sponge. Yeah. Like, he's got that personality where he talks about how much he learned from Ricky Rubio and how much he's learned from Quinn Snyder. And he, we talk about this during the season. He's reaching out to everybody in the league. He's texting Dwayne Wade, and he's he's going to learn offensive moves with Carmelo Anthony. He's just got that, yeah. he's got that I want to learn thirst thing going. And I think being around uh, on that team, around those coaches, having that experience – I think that's a big boost for it. I think that's a big boost for a dude like that. I think he's going to soak up everything he possibly can in that experience to bring back and apply to the Jazz season next year. And he'll get a couple weeks off before camp, and he might be want to be a little sensitive about yep. his usage during the preseason. But I, I think the opportunity to have him add on to his game in that experience at this point in his career, yeah, I, I think that that outweighs – the risk of, of him hurting himself. Well, and he's playing for Pop, the the king right. of knowing how to maintain. And Pop loves NBA players. He's he's a genuine guy. He hates the media for some reason, but he loves players, and he takes care of these guys. He has their backs in every aspect. He even battles against and, and criticizes, well, everybody does right now, the, the President of the United States, uh, you know, in the players' behalf. But he... Uh, He's not like the old, you know, miracle hockey ice uh, USA coach who, who's going to drive these guys to the ground and make them all puke till till right. they can't see straight. I don't feel like Pop is doing this necessarily to go out and prove he's still a good coach. Something tells me he genuinely wants to influence athletes, make them better, prepare them to be better spokespeople. He gets really involved in in politics and doesn't shy away from how how much he enjoys and loves our country. Um, I don't think he wants to go lose. I think he'll better these guys and be hard on them at times. But it's just that that I'm kind of taking a different path right here. But that whole aspect of him taking that job has been sort of intriguing to me. I didn't think a guy at his age would want to do that. But it makes more sense to me when you sort of learn who he is. All their dinners on the road trips are together. The team goes together, and and he loves having everybody kind of have a family team atmosphere. And I'm sure he's creating that with this USA basketball team. And he doesn't shy away with trying to mentor these guys. And, and good for him, right? I play for coaches that never talked to me at times on road trips and could have cared less about anything other than being with their own kind of group of people uh, and getting their paycheck and trying to get as many W's as they could. But I, I'm finding myself enjoying more aspects of Greg Popovich, just not the, the way he treats, you know, our guys like Locke and our guys here. He could be better at that. So he had a press conference yesterday, and it was it was pop being pop. I mean, he was being he was going at these reporters. He was, but in the midst of all of that, he actually said something that I, that I think is relevant to our conversation here. He he was asked a question about the Spurs 
Uh, I can't even remember what the question was. Uh, it had to do with, and he said, I'm, I'm not with the Spurs right now. I'm not going to answer a question about the Spurs. I'm here with Team USA, and mm. I'm going to tr- put the best team on the on the court that I can. Yeah. And, and the reason I think that's relevant to what we're talking about now, I would guess that's how he's approaching his players. He's not thinking, well, you know, I don't want to give any trade secrets to Donovan. we got to go yeah. up against him here in a few months. No, he's on the mindset that, this is a different gig than the Spurs. That's yeah. totally separate. I'm going to I'm going to make this team the best team that I can make it right now. And I think now that listening to your kind of take on it, that stands out to me even more that I think he's going to he's going to he's going to help Donovan Mitchell's game. Absolutely. You know, and that, if you again, if you haven't seen the picture, go to espn.com, scroll down a little bit and you'll see a picture with uh, Popovich and Donovan and that picture just kind of you know, it, it sort of portrays what you said about Donovan. He's a sponge. And I and I apologize. I do a lot of comparisons uh, to just what I know and players I played with. And I, and, and I do mention T-Mac on this show a lot because he was who I was with my rookie year. But I, I got to imagine he wasn't a sponge when he played for Team USA. And he didn't go in with the mindset of, of learning. I feel like players in basketball today are, are coming in more intelligent with – with knowing how small this window is and knowing how fortunate they are. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but Donovan, who's right in front of our faces all the time, seems to grasp and understand, you know, not just not just playing basketball and putting the ball in the, in the hole, but building a network and building a fan base and uh, doing this shoe contract thing the right way. And like you said, being a sponge and learning from, from a guy like Coach Popovich, learning scoring moves from a Carmelo Anthony where – other players, and I think in the past, might have come into the NBA and been like, yeah, why do I want to learn from Carmelo? He's washed up. I, I, I'm who I am. But I, I genuinely like that about Donovan. I was at lunch today with um, some good friends, and uh, they asked me, Britton, do you think Donovan's going to stick around? I, I believe if I was a betting man, uh, even if the Jazz aren't just absolutely knocking on the championship door, he'll stay around. That he is a genuine person, and he doesn't feel like he needs to have a big city and a big market. I feel like he's basically combating that notion that you have to grow your brand in a big market. I think he's doing it better than anyone's probably ever done it in a small market. He's, he's already got wrong? his. He's all, well. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, about LeBron, better than anybody, is Cleveland, but, a, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. But LeBron's a different animal, right? But but I mean, let, let's focus on the Jazz for a second here. We've never. How many times has a jazz player had their own shoe from anybody? The mailman, the mailman, LA Gear, LA Tech, or with his LA Gear, his catapults, right? You know, his own shoe, right? Yeah. No, I mean, and and that's different. And and, and Carl went after a smaller. You know, I'm sure Carl would have got something from Nike. I don't think that was his personality, though. But maybe not his own shoe. The only reason, the reason I bring that up is because that's a really interesting gauge on the like pop culture meter, right? Yeah. And it's all intertwined with his game. I mean, if he wasn't an incredible basketball player, he wouldn't be getting this attention. But it also kind of combines everything. His his personality. And and absolutely and those, so I, I think that's actually a really big deal. Not only for Donovan because I'm sure he's psyched about it and I'm sure he's making some nice coin, but that's a that's a big deal from a attention standpoint, kind of a gauge. I mean, yeah. Adidas is is not going to give just anybody their own shoe. Sure, and they and they've put their marketing efforts behind Donovan Mitchell, and it seems like one he's he's not. I don't know if he's desperate for that attention. That doesn't necessarily seem like his personality. But two, he's getting it. He's getting the attention in a small market because of who he is. So I think that would kind of um, lend me to agree with you. Hey, by the way, I was out to lunch today with a cousin 
um, Talmadgence, who is, I know a sky, who's a Skyline Eagle. Yeah. And he was offended that I said, is that all we are? He said, is that all we are to you now or friends? I didn't know if my cousins wanted me to say on air that I was out to lunch with them. I was actually protecting him by saying friends. But I was at lunch oh, with you, my... Oh, you downgraded your cousin? No, 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 no. Didn't downgrade. It's just like, what if he told his his company, you know, he wasn't, he was going to be somewhere and he came to lunch with me because he knows how fun it is to go to lunch with me. So you think now you're calling him dishonest. No, not at all. I just was trying to protect him, but apparently he's okay with me. He wants me to tell him that. Um, he was know, a baller back I, in his day, Talmadge. He was. Yeah. He was. He and I, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he's a, he's a great cousin and friend. You are a friend as well, Talmadge. You know what? Back to Donovan though. I'll say this. If he was coming back to that team last year off this USA thing, I would have, I, I would have kind of, I think, some reason to pause or be a, a bit concerned because of how much the load was going on him right out of the gates. That's a good point. This team is going to support him a ton, and he's, and he's going to get a lot of relief, obviously, from Mike Conley and, uh, and, and, and the other acquisitions the Jazz have, have made. But you know what's so interesting, Jake? In reality... Whether he's tired or not, you need that first month to kind of get your rhythm in basketball any, anyway. And, and in baseball, it's probably even longer. Since we're in football season, isn't it incredible how quickly you have to be dialed in as a college football team going for something that the Utes are going for, that the Cougars are going for, from day one? And these are young college kids that are – I mean – they don't even know how to really build habits like a professional does. And, and I was just thinking of that aspect as, um, uh, as my, my, my brother and my cousins were at lunch today. We were talking about youth football. They, they, they have such little room for error. Where NBA and, and pro baseball have this on, this on ramp of a month, right? right? To really gear in. There's, isn't that crazy? Is, is, that a call, is that an aspect of college football that's just fun? Is it unfair? It's it's insane to me. Like the amount of no, the little amount of air that they get when they go down to Provo and play BYU here in a couple of weeks. It's 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 incredible. I mean, Kyle needs usually two or three games to get this team dialed in, right? Whether they're small small wins, big wins, whatever. But you go down there, and if your hopes are the end game national championship, it's you better be dialed in from day one. How do you replicate that? It's impossible. It's part of what I do love about college football, though, because you do have to be ready to go for a moment. And it, it, it shows if you've got a good coach because how well prepared the team is to, to get out and go. Yeah. I mean, but doesn't a wide receiver need to screw up his routes a few times? Doesn't a quarterback need to Probably. read things the wrong way? Doesn't uh, you know, a, a safety need to you know, figure out on film where he, he dropped back once or twice in the wrong spots? And it's like, man, you, you, have, you, you can't afford it, though. You can't afford it, and you're right. And so it goes to show college football must have the most intense preparation because, Jake, I remember when it was training camp time practices, you felt it that it was like – I was intense because I wanted to make the team, but the, the rest of the team was not that intense. Right. Because what mattered the most was about a month away or two months away. But for football, it's like spring football, those reps and everything. I, maybe that's – and I haven't really been to any practices. I think I went to a couple of Kyle Whittingham's practices when he first was hired and he wasn't in the Pac-12 yet. And I, I remember thinking, man, this is intense. But I've got to imagine now when all is riding on every game, it's intense. Well, they don't let us watch practice anymore. But uh, I can tell you Kyle Whittingham still an intense practicer in camp. 
You have to be, right? More than most. Right. Hans talks about this a lot. Hans Olsen talks about it a lot. You, you know, there are physical camps and there's not so physical camps and, and wits on, 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 on the more physical side of things. What, what's your – I know I, I've got to get out of here, so I want to, I want to ask you your thoughts because, I mean, as much as I'd like to tell you I've been listening to you today, I haven't. Come on, That's man. not because I don't care about you. It's because I want to be completely freshened and ready to go when jazz season starts. But what's your take on the game down there, game one? Utah-BYU? Yeah. Oh, I think Utah's definitely got the advantage. This, this is the, this is probably the best Utah team they've had since they've joined the Pac-12. Yeah, and you know we can compare eras. You know, going back to '08 and '04 and and that sort of thing, and, and say maybe Utah's best team coming back ever. So I think you've got to favor the Utes in yeah. that game. But with that said, BYU is putting an incredible emphasis on this first game. I yeah. mean, their coaches are talking about it, their players are talking about it, and BYU has a quarterback who, if he's healthy and he can sling it. They'll be in any game. So, uh, so I mean, I I couldn't be more excited for it because BYU because BYU's got a chance. Yeah, I mean they're they're not the favorite by any means, but BYU certainly got, a, got chance. a chance. They've got and, a good quarterback, yeah. and they've got a bad taste in their mouth with the way that it happened last year, where they felt like they should have had that win. Were you at that game? Uh, no, I was but not. You watched it. I was at that game, and I, cu- I couldn't believe it at halftime. But what what I thought was happening was they had no idea how good Zach was. They had no idea how ready that BYU team was, and then they they flipped a switch at halftime and came out and played better. I don't believe Utah comes out like that from the get-go this year. Well, right? Utah will be healthy, too, because they were without Huntley and Moss. So the, the negatives I'm hearing about Utah football, and you tell me, are the kicking game, right? Yeah, and, they don't and, know who and, their kicker is. Yeah, And Kyle's, Kyle's uh, football, I don't know what you want to call it, style process leads to a lot of field goals, right? Now, I know they've got a different offense coordinator this year, but does that worry They're going to kick their you? share. Um. They'll find somebody serviceable because, listen, they've been spoiled for their last several kickers. Insanely spoiled. And they, they just plucked him out of nowhere, by the arena, way. I just expect it to go in. It's like Steph Curry th- shooting an open three. You're so, just like, that's going in. Run the other way. So you look at where Witt got his last two kickers. I mean, he pulled Andy Phillips off the ski team. And he got Matt Gay, who was playing soccer at UVU. So Witt's... Witt's found a kicker before, so have a little faith that he's going to find somebody who can kick the ball. Someone's out there. but And maybe it's not the best kicker in the country, but he'll find somebody serviceable. He's got to. He's, he's picking between three, four guys right now, and they're all fighting for a scholarship. He'll find somebody. So family members of mine purchased tickets down there. I have not given a confirmed answer if I'm going or not. Should I go? Oh, yeah. I don't hide well in a crowd. Not that I'm a popular person, but... When I'm down there, I just don't, you know. I feel bad for the people behind you. Yeah, I don't feel bad about that at all. It's more I don't want to have a lot of conversations. I want to go incognito. Want to go hide. enjoy the game? Should I you go buy a beard? Should I go buy like a beard, like a like a? It's not going to matter. Like a white beard or a black beard. <laughs> people and are some still going to say sunglasses, or maybe I will wear a, something that makes me more Sean Bradley than I've ever been, and just be a complete jerk to everybody. And then there they're just be like, man, Sean really changed his tune. <laughs> Sean, he's, he's, he's such just, a nice dude, and now he's just a jerk. For an ex-Cougar, he's I not that you. nice. I told you I, my story the other day, right? I'll tell you real quick. I got out of my car, and I was walking into I, – I had knee surgery two weeks ago, walking into the IHC hospital up in Park City. I literally had a guy put his truck in park, open his door up, and climb out and say, Sean, we're the biggest fans of your family. We love Emery. <laughs> and I just kept it moving. I was so 
I, I just wasn't in the mood because you can't eat before the surgery. And my surgery was at one, and grumpy. I was grumpy. <laughs> and so I looked at him and acknowledged him with my eyesight, but didn't nod, didn't smile or anything, and just kept walking. <laughs> and I saw that guy's expression go from being complete excitement to just confusion. <laughs> I think I texted you, right? You did. Whenever this happens, you you're did. my guy. I t- <laughs> They're my favorite but this poor story. old guy, he literally threw it in park and like put his left leg out. I think he kept it. I can kind of see it. And he, and he hurried and just hopped out of his truck and goes, Sean Bradley, we're big fans of yours. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, is he, is he pulling my chain because he listens to our radio show? But no, he was dead serious. He goes, we're, we're from Emory. No, he goes, uh, we love Emory County and stuff like that. I just, boy. Kept I, on rolling. Boy, I was rude. <laughs> I love. This I was story. rude. The, the best, the best one. He thought Sean Bradley was rude, though, not me. The best one was when a car salesman was was calling you Sean, and then his buddy ran outside and goes, "Whoa, no, no, that's not Sean Bradley, that's Alex Jensen." <laughs> Uh, oh like, man! Just get the heck out of here! And, and you, will you guys leave me alone? <laughs> That's my just favorite. Tall people, we're such free game, Jake. You when stand you're out. tall, man, everyone can out. ask you how tall you are, and uh, and, and you're free game to be approached. But I know I've walked down the concourse yeah, with you, you many times. You you are you are very approachable, though. You're very well. Nice. Thank you, but you can't do that with like heavy set people or short people, right? And, but tall and other people, things. But can. tall people, I'm free game, and and the problem is, is every once in a while you're going to be kind of in a grumpy mood. And when you're misidentified as somebody else, you know, that I didn't, isn't going to Lin- improve things. Lindsay, my wife, gets mad, though. She wants me to be kind and friendly to everybody about it, and well, I'm, I'm trying. That's the kind of person she is. All right, I know you got to get out of here. I can't thank you okay. enough for coming by. You are the best. You got it. That's the great Britton Johnson. We're here at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined in studio now by Riley Jensen, football insider, former Aggie quarterback. I know how it works here, PK. You just go with whatever I say. You're kind of like the adversary. You don't really push against people. You just give them a nudge really, really far in the direction they're already going. So if I say you hate Utah State, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't stand those guys. (laughs) You're just like the adversary. Beelzebub in studio. DJ and Lucifer doesn't have the same ring. Sounds like a dangerous show, though. DJ and Lucifer. Yeah, doesn't have the same ring as DJ and PK. It actually actually doesn't change the show at all. It feels exactly the same. I'm a devil. What can I tell you? (laughs) Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, just a quick statement before we get into the questions. Um, this process has been unbelievable, and first off, I just want to say I'm grateful to, to everyone that's helped me with this process. You know, first off, I'm grateful to God, and I'm grateful to be a part of this church where I can go to the temple and pray and do all the right things to make a good decision. Uh, I'm thankful for my wife thankful for everything she does for me and uh, she's been right beside me throughout this whole process uh, I'm thankful for the coaching staff here the last coaching staff here they did amazing things for me and uh, I'm grateful for BYU and for all the support the fans here have given me uh, no matter what and you know I'm going to be able to be a pro for a really long time but I only have one more year to do something special here and I owe it to this school I owe it to these guys over here, my teammates, 
to come back and do something amazing. And I just want to go all out and make something special happen for BYU. It's Yoli Childs. Welcome on back. It is the big show. Gordon Monson out today, out with the fam. Britton Johnson, big thanks to him for joining us throughout the uh, first hour and a half of the show. Always great to catch up with Britton. He's the best. Can't wait for the jazz season to get here for many reasons, but one of those uh, being getting to work with uh, Britton Johnson all the time. He, he just does a, a terrific job on our pre-half and post-game coverage, and big thanks to him for uh, for coming and, and sitting in with me for a few segments. I really appreciate it. Uh, that's the news kind of the day. Yoli Childs has been suspended for the first nine games of next season and what's interesting about this basically this is uh, and austin i saw you put it this way on twitter it's it's basically a clerical error so within the rules you can hire an agent uh if you're testing the waters for the nba draft and an agent are they're permitted to cover certain expenses but basically what happened with yoli is they covered some stuff that they weren't supposed to cover um, namely a uh, basketball trainer and travel expenses Yoli, when he decided to come back promptly, paid those expenses back plus interest, but he's uh, he's still getting a nine-game suspension because they weren't done in the right order or he simply got a few things that, that he wasn't supposed to get. And maybe that's not a big surprise because I don't know if Yoli was, was truly planning on coming back at, at some point during this process. I think he he thought he was done with BYU and probably didn't give it much thought, but but and i i'm a little torn on this because i get i unlike gordon i value amateurism i think it's how college sports exist and without it i don't believe college sports would exist and so to have amateurism you have to have some ground rules on whether you're an amateur or whether you're a professional and you may agree or disagree with those ground rules but them's the rules and if this is going to exist that way those rules have to exist so i i certainly understand that but with this i I don't understand because it sound like it sounds like those expenses were repaid, no harm, no foul. And how do you how do you arbitrarily come up with nine games? What what kind of sense does that make? So without knowing all of the details, um, this this is a little bit of a, a confusing picture in my mind. But here's what's what's good about it. Instead of BYU is out in front of this. They're taking care of it. They're going to take their lumps, and they're still going to have Yoli for the most important part of their basketball season instead of mm, maybe hiding from it or something along those lines. Just get in front of it and take care of it, and uh, and then uh, Yoli can, can be in good standing and go out there and play and, and help your team. But I, I've got to admit, if if he's when he decided to return, if he decided to repay with interest – What's what's the problem? You know what I mean, Austin? Yeah, if you're if you if if they come down and say, "Hey, by the way, Jake, uh, first of all, this is a brand new system. Like no one's right. ever gone through this before." Yeah, it should probably be an agent's job to know what is right and what is wrong, but you can honestly see where a mistake could be made being it a pioneer thing. No one's gone right. through it this way before. So that being said, the NCAA comes back, says, hey, uh, whether you did it on purpose or not, you broke A, B, and C rule. Here's what we need you to do. Fix A this way, B this way, and C that way, and then you're good. So what does Yoli do? He fixes it the way the NCAA told him to fix it, and then the NCAA puts him in jail anyway. That's what happened here. He paid the fine, he paid the speeding ticket, and is still going to jail. 
Yeah, it, it, I'm with you. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Here's Yoli Child's quote. Um, there's some media, media availability down at BYU. I'm getting this from Jeff Call of the Des News. Yoli Child said, quote, My intent was never to do something wrong. I was trying to do the right things. I'm super disappointed that I'm not going to be able to play in these nine games with my guys. It hurts so bad, unquote. So... The, there you go. Feel bad that Yoli has to go through this. He, his intention was not to break the rules, and, and stuff just happens. And uh, I, I, the, the NCAA felt the need to take nine games away from this guy. That, that, again, I, I'd like to I'd like to talk to somebody making this ruling to get the other side of the argument because I've got to be missing something because it just doesn't it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in my mind. All right, we're going to have the Not Sports Report coming up right around the corner. We are live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West, hanging out with Tom in the gang. Come on in, take advantage of the lowest prices in town. In fact, they always say it. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We have jazz gear for you as well. We'll have the Not Sports Report coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. University of Utah defensive back Julian Blackman. Your team comes off to me as that group that has the premier amount of confidence with the perfect amount of humility to mix in. How do you describe that and how do you feel like that balance has taken place with that program? I think it all has to do with our coaches. Uh, I think it has to do with the way that our coaches approach every day, the way that they tell us that we need to approach every day and the way that the leaders approach. Just because our coaches always tell us the leaders are the guys who are going to get everybody else to get going and the way that our leaders are now is you know we approach everything confident but humble understanding that we have a goal and at the end of the day we the only way to reach that goal is by being together as a team understanding your role and playing your role tony parks and austin horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network Check this out. And now you're not sports report on 97.5 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live from the warehouse. Come by and see us, 1967 South, 300 West. Still have plenty of jazz gear for you. Not to mention the best prices in town. We've already had a bunch of listeners stop by. We'd encourage you to come on by as well. Say hello. Check out these great deals. It's time for the Not Sports Port. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. All right, this is not sportsy, uh, but it does have sports. I mean, it does have an athlete part of the, the story. But but I want to get your opinion on this, Austin. Um, it was released today that a guy named Sheldon Bailey... He's the star of Nickelodeon's comedy series Game Shakers. You ever seen Game Shakers, Austin? You know what that is? Never heard of that show, no. I haven't either. So apparently, uh, Sheldon is 6'6, and he's often, he's uh, had experience in the past being used as a, a body double. So not only does he, he star in this Nickelodeon show, but he's also uh, been a body double for a number of things. And his newest gig, Austin, is he's going to be LeBron's basketball double. In Space Jam 2. So it, it not not just not like stunts, you know, not like a, like a like a body double where they're preparing a shot or something like that. But this guy is going to be doing LeBron James's basketball stuff. 
What? How can LeBron James need a double for, for basketball scenes? You're LeBron James! Well, and Come if, on! If this guy can do it, uh, let's get him a contract somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a really What good are we doing point. here? I mean, this has to come at LeBron's request, right? Because nobody's going to go in there and force LeBron. Listen, LeBron, we we need somebody who's who's going to look better playing basketball than you, man. I mean, that <laughs> that can't be anybody's thought, right? That's correct. And can you imagine if uh, Bugs Bunny tore uh, LeBron's ACL? That would be <laughs> that would be something. Well, when they're shooting the movie, they're not. I mean, I, I got to imagine they're not going full bore when they're shooting the movie, right? Just go out there and do a know, few Jake. moves. We pl- we plug in some cartoons and we call it a day. That Tasmanian devil, he he would be good in church ball. He would actually, <laughs> but he might hurt LeBron. So those green screens, they'll get you. So LeBron in Space Jam Two has a basketball double. Can't, I wonder. There's no way Michael Jordan had a basketball double in the original, right? Well, MJ MJ probably did. Yeah, I mean. Who is it? Is it Tom Cruise who's famous in Hollywood for doing his own stunts? Yes. If if Tom Cruise can hang from a helicopter at 105 years old or whatever he is, I think LeBron James can cross someone over and do a layup for a movie, right? <laughs> That's right. 105. It's close, yes. How old is, is our boy Tom these days? 60-something? Yeah, he uh, can't be young, right? Uh, by the way, I Googled, did Michael Jordan have a double in Space Jam? And I, I haven't found the answer to that yet. But one of the questions that attends to it on Google is, did Michael Jordan win an Oscar for Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, no, I don't think he did. Although they could have won a, uh, uh, an Oscar for like special effects or something. Let's see. The win for Dear Basketball was for Kobe Bryant. Uh, that's something that, 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 no, he's the, uh, the first professional athlete to win an Academy Award. So no, he did not. Okay. All right. Well, LeBron can't do his own basketball scenes. What's up with that? Well, you know what we should have, Austin, we should have run this by Britain, uh, because the, have you heard the story? Britain was the, the like basketball, uh, choreographer for a commercial that LeBron did here in uh, oh, here in Utah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he was he was in town to play the Jazz, and um, I can't remember. LeBron oh. Britain didn't know ahead of time that it was for LeBron's commercial. No. Right? Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. He didn't. He he was just told that there was going to be, you know, some basketball in a commercial, and would he come lay it out and uh, tell everybody you know what to do and where to go? And he, I think he was tipped off that it was somebody big, but not LeBron himself, and he had, he had to swear secrecy and all this stuff. But uh, yeah, so it was it sounds like LeBron was doing his own basketball work in that commercial, right? Uh, is Space Jam, or is it just too demanding? See, the way I understood that, though, Jake, was actually he didn't do the... I thought there was a stand-in for the basketball moves in that as well, and then they transposed LeBron's face onto that guy. But. Maybe. Maybe. Because well, can you imagine if, uh, if Sprite basketball tore LeBron's ACL? Yeah, that would be bad. Was it Sprite? Yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know. It was not Sprite. Oh. No, I think it was a, it was a tech company. What if uh, that Kia car ran him over? That'd be bad news. Imagine Britain though. Can you imagine Britain chore- uh, choreographing a commercial? Uh, LeBron doing basketball moves like Britain telling LeBron what to do. Cut, I mean, cut, that would cut, be a, cut. That would be a good feeling. Excuse right? me, King James. If you come would, on, please. LeBron. Jeez, cut harder, would you? You've played basketball before, right? <laughs> Roll it again. Quiet on the set. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, there'd be something cool about that, I suppose, telling LeBron James what to do. But in Space Jam, he's got a basketball double. So oh, when you see good for you. When you see the movie and you say, Wow, LeBron had a sick move right there on those monsters, that was not LeBron. All right, we are at the warehouse. 1967 South, 300 West. Come by and see us. We have jazz gear for you, but we also have, Tom, prices so low, it'll blow your mind. Hey, I just got a phone call, two people. All right. Coming down to take advantage of the Britain Serta. The Serta special. This guy called and asked about a Serta 1000, Blue Max 1000. Um, and I've got basically the same. It's a hybrid, really nice mattress. It's about $2,700. You'll find it. It's, it's, I think that it's controlled by the factory. The price, you can't sell it less than 2200 bucks. That's what he just told me. Um, so he's coming down to look at it. We have it 1099 on the floor, 799 he didn't believe you, huh? You said you got to get down here. You got to check it out. He's coming, and I went back and made sure. And sure enough, we have uh, we have that and an iComfort Blue Max, Beautiful. which is the all memory foam. So, if you haven't heard about us, we are the warehouse. Our family's been in this business for a long time. Uh, we used to be known as Furniture Warehouse Road Redwood, probably when you were in high school. I remember those commercials. You the, met. the cowboy hats that were famous at the time. Yep. Stack them uh, deep, sell them cheap. My father-in-law uh, retired, shut down the big store, and three, two son-in-laws and his only son have opened up five stores here in the Valley. Uh, we are the lowest price guaranteed on name brand furniture in Utah. We will not be beat. And you'll show people pictures. You show me pictures. You can, we buy deals. Um, I, I just talked earlier when Britain was here about this deal on twin beds that I bought. I bought like 11 truckloads at the furniture show. And when you're in business for a long time, you get friends. You have friends in this business. Absolutely. If you need something, can you... He used to be on the radio with you here. He then went to Seattle. Oh, David Locke. David, well, not David. Oh, Ian Furness? Ian Furness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you need to find an inside scoop, do you ever call Ian? I have before, sure. Perfect example. Yeah. Well, I put out through my friends in this industry that we're opening a new store, and I need grand opening specials that will blow my competition's mind. Not just my customer's mind, but... How can you do that? And we got from Enzo, and Enzo is part of the Klausner family. Okay. We got a couple of truckloads of Enzo mattresses. These are mattresses that are typically two thousand to four thousand bucks. We're going to be four ninety nine, five ninety nine, six ninety nine. Making a splash. So if you've never come to see us we're at 1967 south 300 west if you need anything for your home in the way of furniture we will give you the best deal and even our delivery is typically half price of everybody in town so come and see us we're the warehouse we got specials all weekend long including that memory foam adjustable king set for 15.99 the warehouse boom 
blow, mind blown, sir. Mind blown. All right, we'll have more from the warehouse coming up next. Thank you, Tom. You are the best. 1967 South, 300 West. Uh, we're going to talk a little college football. We'll let you hear a conversation with uh, Britton Covey that Hans had today at practice. And uh, we might even mix in a conversation he had with Jalen Johnson. I thought both were terrific. We'll let you hear those coming up right around the corner. Big Show, live from the warehouse, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kyle McDonald, running back coach at the University of Utah. As Zach Moss has worked his way back from injury, coach, talk about his presence on the field, his importance, his leadership. He's 100%. There's no question about that. He's picking him up, putting him down. Better leader right now. You know, when I met Zach, he was a young man. He's talking about a grown man now. Uh, we've been together. This is going to be our third year together. Uh, again, he's being vocal at times that he needs to be vocal. He's really doing a good job in terms of uh, the maturation process up here at the University of Utah. Uh, being a running back, um, I love where his leadership is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.